Hi guys, welcome to Tech and Tech Ends Tech and Tonic Special. Okay, uh, it's it's a different kind of format that we're doing this time. If you're listening in, uh, it, and we are publishing this on a Thursday instead of a Monday or Tuesday. Uh, unlike Tech and Tonic Show, this this is the first Tech and Special. Just so you know, right? This is a bit different. It's still conversational, but it the aim is a bit different here. We are trying to be a bit more informational or a bit more educational, if you might, okay? We talk to different, different people in the industries, uh, leading companies, people in the, uh, the tech industry from time to time like this, okay? So it's kind of like an interview, if you might like, but we're trying to make it a bit more conversational than that. So for this special, we are sitting down with obviously me and Jivan, okay? Yesterday, we made a joke about... Um, us being staple to the show, like rice to Asians. But yeah, so, uh, and today we have Kevin Reed from us, from Acronis, right? So a little bit about Acronis, right? Acronis, as far as we can describe it, in our knowledge, is a Singaporean-based cyber protection firm leading in data protection with cybersecurity. That's a little bit of our own words though. So Kevin is the... CISO, C-I-S-O, basically Chief, Chief Information Security Officer in Acronis. So can you tell us about yourself, one, and, uh, and Acronis, basically? Yeah, sure. Um, hey, everyone, and thanks for having me, guys. So what is Acronis? Uh, yeah, tell us you mentioned it's a Singaporean company. Actually, we are Swiss Singaporean company, so we have dual headquarters. Uh, in Switzerland and Singapore. Uh, and what we do is, well, imagine you surf internet every day, and at some point, when you're downloading some software, it turned out to be what is called ransomware. So a kind of uh, malware that encrypts your hard drive, mm -hmm. files, folders, uh, your personal documents, uh, and then it demands for a ransom uh, for those files to be decrypted. So what we do at Acronis is that we protected you from uh, the malware like this. And even first, if we try to make it not happening at all, but even if it happens, uh, we offer you a backup service uh, that allows you to immediately download uh, the backup copy of your data. And my job at the Cronus is, is dual-fold. So as a Chief Information Security Officer, I am responsible for uh, protecting the Cronus from all badness that it happens out there on one side. And on the other side, I am uh, playing a role uh, within our product team, uh, advising people basically from the field, from my experience, on what threats are the most important right now and how to protect them. Okay, so do you consider like uh, your client's data under your protection and care as well? Yeah, in a way, in a way. Okay, okay. So uh, our first thing is that the COVID situation right now, it's, it's quite bad around the world, right? Um, Everyone's grinded to a halt. Um, every other country that we know of is under quarantine. Right, or at least a state-sanctioned quarantine, right, including Malaysia, mm -hmm. and now Singapore has already 
done their circuit breaker, basically quarantining most people at home, closing down uh, the businesses that are not essential, right? And uh, what's it like there in Singapore, you know, uh, after the circuit breaker? And yeah, how's it there? (laughs) So I stayed home. uh, And together with my wife and uh, and my kids. Uh, and uh, actually, we developed a few new habits. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for example, my wife uh, learn, uh, takes her yoga classes on the internet, which is pretty fun. Uh, and uh, like we have, with kids, we, we've built, I think, uh, tons of new buildings uh, with Lego that, that, that we didn't have time before. Uh, so uh, it's it's pretty nice to be with the family, uh, even though it is very tough sometimes uh, not to be able to go outside uh, under the sun. And uh, yeah, as I mentioned, I'm an introvert myself, but even for me, this is a bit much right now. <laughs> <laughs> but a little bit of the circuit breaker, can you still go out? Are, are you still allowed to go out? to? So to you, you are allowed to go out for essentials, uh, food. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can go to get a medicine if you need to. You actually can go to a restaurant uh, for the takeout. Mm-hmm. So you can dine outside, but if you need food, uh, that is fine. Okay. Can do. And also you're permitted to do exercises outside, I think. So you can technically can go to a nearest park, I think. Okay. Uh, I'm just what is the definition of the nearest park? Okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's still not too bad. I mean, Malaysia is like almost on a copy totally, yeah. yeah we're not allowed to go out at all uh only one person from the family can head out right wow. and you can only have one person in every vehicle okay yeah so so that's quite bad here and i think the grab and the cab services are only allowed to operate from 8 a.m to 8 p.m if i'm not wrong right oh really <laughs> yeah it's it's yeah that's why we were mentioning before the show that we have not actually left the house in the 421 days. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> we're both introverted as well. And but yeah. yeah, it's too much. Yeah. But what about big... Acronis as a company though? Because uh as far as I can understand, um you, you had started practicing work from home <laughs> earlier before before the government uh, started uh, talking about the circuit breaker and and self quarantining and, and things like that. What what's the situation for the company, uh, and and you know what's the situation for for Acronis and is there has has there been any measures taken for for this before? So yeah, we took measures. Uh, I myself uh, uh, is uh, part of the DCP committee. Uh, and we meet twice a day actually uh, to discuss the latest development uh, and see if there is we need to take immediate measures uh, if something happens. So uh, generally, we uh, adopted work from home uh, for everyone in the company. So not only in Singapore and Switzerland, but uh, everywhere we have. Um, uh-huh. Everyone is working from home since. Um, two weeks or so. Ooh, okay. um, and um, <clears throat> so we all get used to video conferencing uh, and 
uh, chat platforms, and, and there are a lot of emails now. Um, in addition, we are offering uh, yoga classes to our employees, so they are like uh, move a little bit. Uh, and uh, we also have a program for employees, children actually, uh, to be entertained from home. As I said, I'm father of two, so I know how complicated it might be uh, when you have uh, your kids uh, on your shoulders and when you're trying to do a video conference. Yeah. <laughs> what well, not bad. You guys are offering like yoga classes and you guys yeah, have yeah. kids program. Wow. Okay. But but how you how are you conducting the yoga classes? Is it through video, video conference or how, how do yeah, you do that? Yeah, so it's a, it's a video conference. Uh, I think there are two hosts there. Mm-hmm. One host knows what you need to do. And the other one is, is watching uh, people doing the exercises and then they can uh, make the correction. Oh, okay. Oh, that's not bad. That's, that's has there been great. any, has there been like any challenges moving from an office environment to a work from home situation? Well, for me, like work-wise, there was not much, to be honest. Uh, I run a distributed team. Uh, so I have colleagues in Singapore, uh, in, uh, uh, in Europe and in the US. Uh, so I have to talk uh, to them every day on, on video conference anyway. So my routine doesn't change much. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, uh, I have a window on, on left from me, not from, on, on the right from me nowadays, but this is uh, pretty much it, to be honest. For other colleagues that, that, have, uh, that used to have uh, regular stand-ups, for example, that were face-to-face, uh, their routine changed a lot. Um, our, our PR team that, that used to come to my office and uh, you know, run after me personally, cannot do this anymore, which uh, I think they are not appreciating. Uh, but they have been contact with me. Uh, so it's fine, I think. So some things, to sum it up, some things have changed, but I think the business overall at Acronis uh, is not affected much. Mm. We are a new company and uh, we used to do this before uh, and we just continue as we did. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, as I can understand it, you you guys had measures in place and things like that. But uh, there's a lot of people, uh, working from home that has not prepared for this, right? They they didn't know that this was going to be an eventuality, uh, and a lot of even a lot of organizations, international organizations, didn't know that this would be something that would be possible or, uh, or this would be a case that's going to happen. So. Because of that, we've heard a lot of cyber attacks uh, or, or hackers and, and, and things like that that are happening. And they're all related to this uh, COVID situation. Okay. And, and, and basically, there's a lot of new type of attacks and new types of scams that, that are being uh, done out there and things like that. So do you have any comments on, on that? Any reasons or whatnot? Yeah, sure. So... <clears throat> I think you can you can split there are new threats. This is true, and and you can classify those into broadly into two categories. So one is that it, that opportunistic attackers that exploit the situation 
uh, and then trying to make advantage of of uh, of the COVID nineteen use or anything that is related uh, to that. Uh, we see we see a lot of the changes in the attacker's behavior. So um, there are reports about new malware created that specifically uh, makes use of the COVID nineteen use. For example, uh, the recent one was uh, a malware that is using the the COVID nineteen map from John Hopkins University, the, the data that they make public, um, and uh, they use this data. Uh, they show it in an application, so the application looks like a. But in fact, behind the scenes, this application downloads an additional malware payload. So you 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 download an application thinking that this is a legitimate one. Behind mm -hmm. the scenes, it downloads an additional malware. That then used to either steal your passwords or encrypt your files uh, or, or turn your computer into part of being a botnet. So this happens. This this is this is one of area of attacks. And how do they and deliver that, the attack? That that part that sort of attack. Say it again. So so how do they deliver these 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 malwares? Uh, do they give it to you via email or let's say WhatsApp? So, stuff like okay. Okay. So we see that many attackers are, are reverting to phishing emails. Mm. So they still do that as they did in the past. They are also very active in terms of tracking the current news. Um, so many attackers, they, they watch the, the official uh, news channels mm -hmm. uh, and then they immediately copy the data that is coming uh, from those channels. And then immediately they, they, they send a similar message, a similar reported message with the most recent data in the efficient emails. And then they suggest you to download an attachment or to log into a website uh, to get updates or to subscribe to updates. So they're trying to find any way for you to either execute an additional payload that is delivered via email or to log into a website that would then steal your password. This is what I do. Interesting. Phishing emails still happen. They happen a lot, actually. Yeah. Actually, in, in our stats, I think like sixty percent, maybe even seventy percent of attacks on businesses start from a phishing email. Ooh. This is still the biggest, the biggest initial compromise vector, uh, and I think it is still quite dangerous. And, and people need to be very vigilant when, when they open an email and then when they are looking at something that they never received before uh, or from on email for someone they have never seen it. Are there any uh, things that people should be aware of when it comes to phishing emails? Like what are some of the hallmark features of these emails? So phishing emails exploit Basically, they explore the people's psychology, right? Uh, there is either essence of of emergency, uh, or there is a, some some way of evasion of fear. There's a two things. Um, so, sense of emergency. There are those, and sometimes there's also a sense of excitement. So, I think that would be probably third category. So, sense of excitement uh, is usually like that you have uh, your deceased uncle somewhere in South Africa 
that uh, you inherited like uh, a few million dollars from. I think nowadays people don't believe in, into that 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 kind of scam anymore. So the Nigerian prince scam. <laughs> yeah, correct. Nigerian <laughs> prince scam. Uh, so people don't trust those anymore. Or, or lottery, right? You are yeah. million or something. Uh, so this is not working anymore. Uh, or mostly does not work. Um, so there are two other kinds of, of scams that, that are still uh, let people get hooked. So one of them uh, is everything related to emergency. So COVID-19 news would be a good example of that. Mm -hmm. um, another example would be uh, your uh, banking alert. Like there was an attempt to withdraw uh, money from ATM in, uh, I don't know, South America. Mm -hmm. If that not you, please log into this website and, and confirm that your latest transaction or something. Uh, this is still a very popular kind of scam and it's surprisingly effective. Okay. And I, the reason why it is effective is because banks actually train people uh, into receiving alerts via email. Mm. So, so people in their normal routine actually expect to get a, an, an alert via email from a bank. And, uh, and because there is no way right now to indicate a specific email is trusted or not trusted, and it's very hard for normal people to understand whether a particular email is actually coming from their bank and not from a scammer, um, the scammers get successful. So, and then the, 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 the third one is, uh, is a kind of routine emails that, uh, that people are getting and then they, they, they are so, um, so tied to their daily routine that uh, they don't think about opening another one. So the good example would be, uh, you guys might be getting a lot of press releases. Mm -hmm. If you are an HR person, uh, you are getting tens of uh, emails from potential candidates every day with CVs. And so what you do, you, you, without getting a second thought, you receive another press release and you open an attached file. Uh, you receive another CV or supposedly CV for someone. And again, without getting a second thought, you open an attached file. And, and by exploiting this, this daily routine, attackers also get successful sometimes. Mm. Okay. Uh, so now that we are all working from home, we use a lot of video conferencing tools, right? Um, what, what kind of video conferencing tool are you guys using at this point? I, right now we are recording on Zoom, okay? But oh, what do you guys usually use? So yeah, we are now on Zoom. I. Uh... I think there is a lot of controversy about Zoom right now, um, and and specifically on Zoom bombing. Yeah, and I I think <clears throat> well because I, I I'm working in a security company and I deal with security bugs uh, a lot. Yep. Um, I know that this is <clears throat> not important whether. A certain software engineering company has a bugs to their software or not, mm -hmm. because everyone has bugs. Microsoft has bugs. Yep. Uh, Google has bugs. Everyone has bugs in their software. 
so important is how the company reacts uh, to, to the discoveries that, mm -hmm. that we make. And I think overall, Zoom reacted pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, they admitted that, uh, that they had certain vulnerabilities in their clients. They updated their clients to mitigate those. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think they are now, given the fact that they are uh, under a lot of pressure right now to scale their platform, I think, uh, I think overall they're doing good. Okay. So um, I think Zoom is not a bad solution. There are other solutions as well mm -hmm. uh, from, uh, from other vendors. Uh, and I think the majority of them are quite okay for the time being. Okay. Unless you are discussing state secrets uh, or, or, or something of that matter, uh, the majority of the video conferencing software might be fine. Uh, if, you, if you are discussing those kinds of things, well, then you probably have a dedicated people who are responsible for your protection anyway, uh, and then you should seek advice from them. Okay. Because, uh, so... I think some of the measures that we can take, okay, if you're listening to this at home, uh, if, if you're having a Zoom meeting, is set some password. Uh, yesterday, we mentioned that you might you might still get through that because I did at one point. But uh, this meeting, like uh, this, this video conference that we're doing right now is password protected and it requires the host to actually admit whoever that's coming in and things like that. And so we can monitor who's actually coming into the chat and who who's trying to come into the chat at least right so that's one thing you can do at home i think okay um you've just had your uh, cyber protection week which was previously called world backup day uh before this right this this was it just in march 31st if i'm not wrong uh during that week right uh is there any particular reason why you're moving from world backup day to uh, cyber protection week yeah there is a reason um, so the thing that a traditional backup is not sufficient enough or in other words I used to say that backup is dead uh, because there are a lot of other threats that that come into to people around the world and uh, backup alone will will not protect them from those kinds of Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, even though backing up your files is still the best protection from ransomware, uh, sometimes, uh, especially in, in large organizations, sometimes recovering from backup would mean a downtime. So it would be better if, if this kind of attack didn't happen at all, obviously. Uh, and this is why we are not talking about uh, data protection anymore. Instead, we are combining uh, information cybersecurity mm -hmm. and data protection into, into a unified term that is cyber protection. So it basically means that we cover uh, we cover uh, all together uh, and we also think that because the, the threat landscape involved uh, over the time uh, the protection also needs to be uh, involved. And given, given the fact that uh, like 70 plus percent of the companies worldwide, according to our research, uh, admit that they are not prepared to uh, 
respond to a cyber attack. And, and given that uh, it takes that almost half of 40 plus percent of specialists say that they, the complexity of cyber attacks increase, mm-hmm. uh, we feel that it's also necessary for, for the protection to protection technologies to improve and to adapt to, uh, to this situation. Okay, uh, but from what you're describing, your, your topic of cybersecurity is huge, okay? And there are many, many disciplines of cybersecurity right now. There's antiviruses, anti-malwares, and things like that. So why, why, why go into such a big topic or, or such a wide um, discipline compared to going into specific ones? I mean, you used to be doing just backups, image backups and data backups and data protection. Now, now you're moving into cyber protection, which is a larger scale operation. Okay, I, I think we're still very focused actually. Mm-hmm. Um, is we were all, all, all time, Acronis was focused on protecting the edge computing even before the term computing existed. So uh, back then we were talking about protecting uh, remote offices, clients, sometimes also server codes, different kinds of workloads, uh, and we still are. Uh, what we are responding to is that this change of the threat landscape that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our response is still focused on the on the protecting those kinds of workloads that are happening uh, in, in those uh, environments, in remote offices, uh, in uh, for remote workers, uh, sometimes on personal devices, and sometimes also in, in central locations in the service. However, Acronis is, for example, is, is not focusing on many many other areas. You you mentioned that security is security is very large. Uh, discipline with many areas, and there are mm-hmm. lots, lots of things that we are not doing. We are not doing DDoS protection. Okay. We are doing uh, security and event logging. Mm-hmm. We are not doing firewalls. We are we are not doing many, many, many other things that might be or might not be relevant in, in given the current situation. We do believe, however, that there are some. Due to the changes that uh, COVID-19 brings to the world, and given how the world, I think, will change, uh, there are some areas in security that will be more affected by this change, and there will be some areas that will be more demand. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I think uh, last week, uh, Forbes published a research that they surveyed a few thousand CFOs, just chief security officers. So the most conservative guys in every company. And those guys are saying now that they are actually ready to move their workforce to work from home permanently. Uh, this never happened before. So I think uh, 25% uh, of the CFOs are now saying that they will move like 20 to 30% of their workforce to work from home permanently because they see the saving, the cost savings from, mm-hmm. from, from space, obviously. Yep. Uh, and also they see increased productivity in certain areas. So, which means that 
the world in general will like COVID will end in uh, I don't know there are different estimations, but in a few months, I think we as a society uh, will largely uh, hopefully contain this uh, this uh, disease yeah. and and then it will end. However, the way how we will work will change forever. I think many more people will be working from home. And this is why I think protection of those remote workloads, this is something that Acronis specializes in, mm. will be increasingly in a high demand. Protecting in central locations, I think, and all technologies that are associated with those kinds of protections, I think are going to be in less demand because it's just there will be less people working in, uh, in large offices Yep. And uh, behind corporate firewalls in uh, in corporate networks, but on the other hand, there will be more and more people who will be working remotely on the go from their homes, from I don't know, from from a coffee shop, um, from the library. I like working from library, for example. Uh, no one disturbs you. No one is coming to the top. Yeah, true. Um, so, and this is why we, uh, I think we. Uh, kind of predicted this change. Uh, the pandemic helped us, but there was already, uh, well, not help, but it, it, it uh, increased the, this rate of change. But this change was already uh, happening in the past. Like more people were working from home. And with this pandemic, it's just, uh, there was the black swan that changed things dramatically. It, it became an accelerant kind of. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Okay. Exactly. But, but that was already happening in the past. Okay. Uh, yeah, you, you earlier mentioned that uh, 70% of companies, they are not ready for cyber attacks and, and 40% of the CISOs mentioned uh, about the same things. And uh, you did a survey in your Cyber Protection Week uh, and the headlines was 42% of organizations suffered data loss resulting in downtime. What, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, I think it's down to a, to, to, to a very, very simple thing. Businesses have gaps mm-hmm. in their production yep. and they have gaps in their recovery process. I think uh, only, only 40% of companies are baking up daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and other sixteen percent, they are either doing a one backup a week or one backup a month. Uh, so, which basically means that if you uh, if you have your data lost, then you would lose uh, a month of your work, mm-hmm. uh, which could be. I mean, we all are now working one month from home, and we know how much uh, how much work uh, could be done within a month. Uh, so, I think that because traditional strategies are no longer able to keep up with the changes that are happening. And again, mm-hmm. the threat that the landscape that has changed. Um, this is the reason why organizations uh, are not fast enough in, the, in their change of the processes and, and the infrastructure. So that this results, this inflexibility results uh, in efficiency and in the end of the day-to-day velocity. Um, and and 
we as a company are trying to help our customers by being flexible on our side and by mm -hmm. by changing preemptively the approaches that we are taking to data protection for example by shifting the whole idea from the data protection to cyber protection which encompasses uh, other threats uh, we we're helping our customers to become flexible and, and stay ahead of the curve okay uh, and when you're talking about edge computing i think it applies to uh, a lot of us because we are using our own PCs at home or even our own PCs at work and, and our smartphones and everything. And that's like one end of, of the scale of computing, right? And one of the headlines that you have in the survey is people are, uh, are backing up, okay, but they're ignoring best practices and then they lose data by accident. I'm one of them. Definitely, right? Because, hey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, we, we lost some data in the past a little bit, you know, but on our phones, especially when we forgot to, be, uh, to back up earlier and then we just delete the data out of nowhere. That happened to us multiple times because we are in the industry where we review a lot of devices and okay. we are shifting devices almost on a weekly basis at one point. And at one point, we we're carrying about three devices at one go three different data backups. We don't even know where it is. But um, you have something called the three to one backup rule. What is that exactly? Correct. Yeah. That's very simple, actually. So three to one backup rule means that you need to hold three copies of your data. Mm -hmm. Is your walking copy and two backups. Uh, you need to use at least two types of storage media. Mm -hmm. So it could be a local drive, cloud, NAS, tape, whatever, but they, they have to be different. So you need to have two different types of, uh, of media to store your data. And one means that one of those copies have to be offsite. And that's okay. it. So three to one, three copies of your data, two types of media, and one copy has to be offsite. So you mentioned that you were carrying all your backups in one place. Mm -hmm. So if you had one copy offsite, uh, then probably data loss wouldn't happen. Okay. So um, for example, at home, I actually employed this uh, this rule. So it's not only for companies; it's also for individual uh, persons. Um, I have I have uh, a a backup copy of my important photos on a portable hard drive is one which I can use for uh, for immediate recovery if I need to, and it's offline, so it's not immediately always connected to uh, uh, to my laptop. Even something, if even something happens to my laptop, I still have this offline copy. And also, I have another copy of of uh, my data which uh, I store in the cloud. Uh, so in total, there's again uh, three copies of data. The walk-in that I have on my laptop, mm -hmm. and two other copies, one in the cloud, and and one on the hard drive. Okay. So I'm two storage medias for my backups. Again, the hard drive and the cloud, and one of those medias is offsite, so in the cloud. Again, not at my home. So even mm -hmm. if uh, in unfortunate event that my home, I don't know, get robbed or, or, or burned down. Or anything could happen. Uh, I still have a copy of data offsite in the cloud, and I can log in and download my photos. So it's basically saying you should have data everywhere. You should spread out your data spread, or 
have a copy right. of it everywhere. So, uh, I, I think I think the important point here is that you need to. It is important actually to have two different storage medias, hmm. and the reason for that is it's even applicable. It's, it's both applicable to individuals and to companies. Uh, I had I had experience in, uh, in 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 the past when we were having um, we were backing up our data uh, to date drives, and then we had two copies of those date drives. Uh, so the primary copy that stayed in the company's office it was long before Chronos, uh, and then there was an offsite copy. And back then, the best practice was that you make a copy of your backup. And then you put it into a safe box somewhere uh, outside of the company. And this is what I did. Mm -hmm. And then we had an emergency uh, and we, we could recover. Even if our office would burn down, we still could recover from that offsite copy. Okay. Uh, yeah, our problem was, was not that the office was broken down uh, or, or something happened to the building. Our problem was that a tape library at some point become dysfunctional. And, and because, because we have both copies of our backup data on the same kind of media, specifically on a tape drive, even though we have those copies in place, we could not immediately recover. We had to wait until our partner company came back and, and repaired the tape drive, which they did. So there was no data loss. It just was this moment that we had to wait for a couple of days until uh, the, the tape drive was uh, fixed uh, before we could get uh, before we could get our backups back. Uh, it was um, intense in a way because obviously if you delete a file and you cannot work right now, uh, there is a high demand to to retrieve it immediately. So from the even though there was no data loss. Uh, from the availability perspective, there was definitely a problem for us uh, in IT back then. So this is why uh, I think the the two in this two three one rule mm -hmm. is also pretty important. Mm -hmm. You definitely need to store your data in two different kinds of uh, storage media. Okay. So before one last thing before we go, we do, is there any other best practices that we can do as uh, as individuals as we are all now working at home and you know we have multiple devices and things like that? I, I think actually it's not hard to to get protected. Um, staying staying protected is almost the same as as staying fit, and this mm. is why we're, we're talking about being cyber fit. So. As, as to stay fit, you do your regular exercises, maybe daily or every other day, uh, and they're not complicated. Uh, it is also not complicated to stay protected. So there are a few things that you need to do. Uh, always update your software and operating system, install latest patches so that you are not affected by uh, recent vulnerabilities. Mm -hmm. Use two-factor authentication uh, so that even if your password is stolen, you you still have a second factor for attackers to crack, uh, and usually they cannot uh, do that. Mm -hmm. uh, use different passwords in uh, different uh, services that you are using. Do not reuse your password across multiple properties. And if you find it hard to remember your password, 
use a password manager. There are good free and uh, and paid commercial password manager. So choose the one you like. Um, and finally, uh, if you if you're attacked by a malware, the best way is still to use some anti anti malware solution. But even this, if this anti-malware solution uh, fails to protect you from the latest malware, it's always good to have a backup, like like we provide in Acronis with mm -hmm. the combined web protection and backup functionality in Acronis to image. Okay. Okay, that is all the time we have for today. Uh, thank you for listening in for, to Tank and Tonic. Thank you, Kevin for taking this call uh, all the way in Singapore, you know, taking the time to to enter this call and entertain our questions. Uh, however, hello they may be. Uh, and we will remind ourselves to keep ourselves updated, you know, change our passwords and, and make sure that, you know, you don't just, just get ourselves protected, right? Uh, we are on most podcasting uh, platforms now, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, just follow us on our social media as well, you know, to to get the latest updates from us. Uh, we are also on YouTube, so you can watch that. And check out our website, definitely, you know, Tech TV for the latest tech and tech news, tech reviews. You know, we have a lot of things there. Uh, you can find Kevin on LinkedIn. We will, we will link his uh, LinkedIn profile there. And yeah, you can use Acronis as well. Uh, they are... What what is it called now? The the Acronis, what True was the image. True image, True image twenty twenty. Yeah, to protect your data and your PC and all your work in your PC. And this has been uh, me, Darwin, and Jivan and Kevin of Acronis signing out. Bye bye. Bye bye.